0: Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeyes. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeyes and get six piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary.
1: Uh. I like this one. It fit me well. But that move I don't
2: know what I'm doing. I been on my mind. Then check me out, mom. Don't get that hat.
3: Michael, I don't know that we could overstate the significance of what we saw today as Travis Hunter Jr. the number one overall recruit in the country wow. defensive back wide receiver out of Collins Hill High School in Georgia decommitting from Florida State and signing on the first day of early signing with for, former Florida State great Deion Sanders' It's amazing. Jackson it's an amazing story. State Tigers. It's a game-changing story. It is a history-making story, Michael. Uh, as I'm sure you know, this is the highest-rated recruit um, since they've been doing this thing uh, to go to an HBCU or an FCS school. The number one overall player going from Florida State to Jackson State, and 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 I want to read his statement, and then we'll hear from you, Big Dog. He said, um, Florida State has always been a beacon for me. I grew up down there. That's where my roots are and I never doubted that I would play for the Seminoles. It's a dream that is hard to let go of, but sometimes we are called to step into a bigger future than the one we imagined for ourselves. For me, that future is at Jackson State University. Jerry Rice, Doug Williams and of course the legend JSU's own Walter Payton. Historically black colleges and universities have a rich history in football. I want to be part of that history and more. I want to be part of that future. I am making this decision so that I can light the way for others to follow. Huh. Make it a little easier for the next player to recognize that HBCUs may be everything you want and more. An exciting college experience, a, vi- a vital community, and a life changing place to play football. I look forward to working with the iconic Deion Sanders and especially with my fellow Tigers along with Coach Prime. They have made me feel like I'm already part of the team, like I'm home, and I can't wait to welcome the next class of top athletes into the family of HBCUs. Wow,
4: Uh, I mean, it's an incredible day. Uh, As you said, I mean, this is a, we can't overstate it. It's a game-changing day, and not not just for HBCUs, but for college football in general. And I say college football because we've had this in college basketball. We've had top recruits, Uh, Go to Howard uh, in basketball. I remember a couple of years ago. Maybe it was more than that uh, when Wendell Carter was making his decision. uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Making a decision between Georgia Tech. It came down to Georgia Tech and Harvard. He went with Georgia Tech, but that was just for a one and done one and duns have considered uh, non-traditional basketball programs before but in football. You're not just talking about a one and done. It's not possible yet in the NFL, but maybe that's going to change soon too. you as uh, uh, soon as well. You got to be out of your uh, graduating class at least three years to play in the NFL uh, your high school graduating class. To, to get a player like this at Jackson State in this moment is significant. Why in this moment because you've got Deion Sanders who was 11 and one at Jackson State and won the conference. Also in the era of name image likeness. You can make money. That's the thing, in
3: college That's the thing. That's the and college football. That's
4: and and the transfer portal. So all of these things are happening yep. at the same time in college football and some of these coaches. Some of these coaches who are mumbling and murmuring behind the scenes how it's not like it used to be. You can keep talking about how it's not how, how, how it's not like it used to be, if you want, but you either adapt or you get out the game. The game has changed. Adapt or die. Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders recognizes it. Travis Hunter Jr. recognizes it. Yep. Maybe others do too. But we will look back in a few years. We'll look yep. back at the 2021-2020 season. We'll talk point. about the pandemic, and Turn we'll say point. this is where it changed and it's never going to be the same, but congratulations uh, to to Hunter and his family and congratulations to Jackson State. They've seen great players before, but they've, they've never seen great players like this in the front door. It's usually on the way out.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially, especially the last, you know, 30 years or so, you know, if if, uh, maybe longer, but HBCUs aren't to the NFL, what they once were. And Deion Sanders was at the forefront when he took this job of lamenting the day that we're in right now where players from historically black colleges and universities are rarely, and in some cases, not drafted into the NFL at all. I don't, I don't remember if it was last year's draft or the year before where, where they were shut out. It was like, how yep. have we arrived at a point where, you know, Jerry Rice and Walter Payton and Buck Buchanan and Willie Lanier and Deacon Jones and all the great NFL players who have come from HBCUs, how have we gotten to a point where those players, where the NFL doesn't think enough of not one of them to right. draft them in seven, over the course of seven rounds? That day is dead. That day is about to change. Now, a lot of people, Michael, just like I love the NFL draft, I love signing day because these are tomorrow's stars. These are tomorrow's college stars are tomorrow's NFL stars. Sometimes they don't work out. I'll say this about Travis Hunter Jr. And he's the number one recruit for a reason. I don't know if you watch his highlights. Dude is the truth. Hell, they were calling him the next Deion Sanders at Florida State. Leave it to prime time to pick off a prospect from his alma mater. Um, Whether this kid works out and, and lives up to the hype or not is beside the point. He's already a trailblazer. He's already a pioneer. He's already a pie piper of sorts, a pie piper, much like his new head coach, because the thing about Deion Sanders and I'm so glad you talked about the landscape of college football college sports really when it comes to name, image and likeness when it comes to social media, when it comes to the transfer transfer portal, the NFL as always it will find you.
5: The money will
3: find you. There's a lot of talk about what role name, image and likeness played in this decision to go and follow Dion, Neon Dion Primetime Sanders, who's a brand unto imagine, himself. He,
4: exact, imagine if he had that in, athlete, in
3: college. Right. Oh my God. They couldn't have afforded him. They couldn't have afforded him. <laughs>
4: okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this one is of his my lives. house. They
3: I built this. They had to put him They'll on layaway. Lay lay yeah. Exactly. You right. understand what I'm saying? So this is a guy who is still still relevant, uh, not just in terms of people that look up to him. This young man idolized <laughs> Dion Sanders, apparently. <laughs> not just the people that look up to him, but also he's still relevant. We laughed about it, joked about it when he brought in Jackson State alum Brittany Renner a couple of weeks yeah. ago. He has his finger on the pulse of today's generation of players still, okay? So whatever role, name of it. This guy's in Affleck commercials with Nick Saban, okay? like Nick Saban at Alabama, Deion Sanders at Jackson State. Jackson this State. is a new day and the new day is the old day like if he continues along this path Deion Sanders what he's what he's building at Jackson State they set FCS records this past year for attendance. If he continues doing this he will be more than just the the recipient of the Eddie Robinson award he will build potentially something similar It was different day and age it was a different NFL, different society. What grambling right. meant in Eddie Robinson's day, I don't know that anybody could ever recreate that for a number of reasons. But he can build not just a, a, an HBCU SWAC power, not just an FCS power, but a different kind of pipeline to the NFL if he keeps landing five and four-star recruits the way he did today. His son just well, won well, the, we, the, uh, the Jerry Rice Award. The, the yeah. sky is the limit. Or as MJ would say, the ceiling is the roof. At Jackson State, and the floodgates are open thanks to Travis Hunter Jr.
4: The sky is the limit, and and just just go with that. And a different, the, <laughs> the limit is not the sky. <laughs> the limit is not the sky, as right, Chris Rock was right. saying. But you know, <laughs> why, why do we keep talking about what it's going to do for the NFL? The NFL looking at HBCUs. How about what it does for college football? So if if, if you get to that point where you're really good, if you're really good. Okay, what is it going to do for programs like Jackson State? And it's not just HBCUs that have challenged the established power of the NCAA. We knew throughout the season that this committee, this college football committee, they didn't like Cincinnati. They had no interest in Cincinnati. Like, please lose. Please lose to Houston at home. Uh, Please lose a game. Please perform poorly. You're not a power five school, so we don't really want you in our club. Oh, man, you beat Notre Dame. Uh, Can Notre Dame pass you somehow? Can somebody pass you? And it didn't happen. So Cincinnati's presence in the college football playoff kind of changes the game a little bit. And that's opening the door. But what if there are more Cincinnati's? Well, if there are more schools that are outside of that construct and now you got to make a decision, either you got to make a decision or maybe that whole system, the college football uh, playoff system changes because there are more teams that are outside of the power structure that say, all right, we got something too."
3: Something or, to or you for. or you or you mean or you mean somebody like taking Jackson State out of the swack, you mean or or, or 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 them going from FCS to FBS. I mean, like, maybe. It, it maybe, maybe, yeah, no, maybe. sure. I mean, I, like, I'm saying
4: no, maybe. I, I mean, I mean, how about this, Mike? If you get to the point, if if you're a prospect, you say this is great. Yeah, going to an HBCU, this is this is awesome. Yeah, we like it. Um, but we really want to play. We want we want what everybody else has. And why shouldn't Jackson and Jackson State? I'm getting far. I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself. I know, but I'm just trying to imagine here because we couldn't have imagined this world a year ago or 2 years ago so now let's imagine another world where you say oh well why why do they get the money why are they getting millions of dollars why are their conferences getting all this money we want it too we got the talent we can play with these schools so why shouldn't we be a part of another power conference that gets that money
3: Maybe who knows? That if that's coming. listen if the, if that if that's where the players go if the players flock to HBCUs and listen i mean right. one guy does not one guy just, but it, it, it does it not a, an entire movement make, exactly. took the word yeah. right out of my mouth. It only takes one to get it started. And coming off an 11 in one season with all the attention on this school, um, the success that this school is experiencing, and the unique environment, not to mention, the point where we are the, the zeitgeist that we're in right now as a country, or supposedly in as a country, the experience <laughs> that you. HBCUs offers. Is is much more attractive to this generation than maybe it was in previous generations. I don't know. Just again, just spitballing here. You know, maybe previous generations so. of of athlete, you know, may, may have looked down. And, and and Dion said this when he took the job. He was like, "When did we get to a point where we thought that uh, that we looked down on HBCUs that we didn't that we thought that other schools were better for us than HBCUs? Or as some like to the say, their ice ain't colder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so maybe today's kid today's young athlete is like, wait a second, you know, I can get all that and more because I have the power. The thing, you know, college football, the the the, the labor force has always lacked, you know, strength and numbers, so to speak, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the power dynamic, the power has never li- lied with labor uh, in college football. The more players decide not only to take their own name, image and likeness in their own hand, but their own future in their own hand and say, I'm a pave a different kind of path, you know, I'm gonna take the road less traveled at least recently. The more other guys might follow and be like, damn, that's cool. That's really cool. You know, especially with a guy like Deion Sanders at the helm.
4: Yeah, I think I think this opens up things for a lot of schools that are not in the uh, traditional football factory who don't fit the uh, football factory profile. So I mentioned Harvard earlier in a basketball context, but I'm going to shout out the Ivy League too. the Ivy League. Uh, Just like the SWAC can benefit from this, if you have uh, name, image, and and licensing rights, okay, if you're allowed to make money and you have a Howard, Morehouse, Jackson State degree, if you have a Cornell, Columbia, Brown, Harvard degree, and you can make money, okay, Maybe it's not the same as being in the national championship game on uh, the the first of first of the year or the first part of the year. But you've got something that those other schools can't offer. I'm sorry. Like, I, 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 I mean, no disrespect. But Ohio State can't give you what Harvard can. Alabama can't give you what Morehouse can Alabama Alabama can't give you what Tuskegee what Tuskegee can so it's just different Uh, look Alabama and and Ohio State have resources that those schools don't have but it just all it all depends on what you're looking for as a prospect and the fact that we didn't have this conversation in in 2021 is amazing to me it's amazing
3: Hey, as we go to break you and I we don't think we're not raising um, athletes uh, our high world class athletes. We don't think I'm not going to put any limits on our children. Um Oh, well. Uh oh, yeah, go I, ahead. Beg, oh, I beg your pardon. Oh, no, I, okay. I beg okay. your pardon. Look, <laughs> look. Okay, I look. I, just, I <laughs> beg your pardon. All right. Here, here's all I it's want all right. to ask you. Here's all <laughs> I want to, no, I didn't mean I didn't mean to insult you. I'll speak for myself. I mean, I'm not you know, insulting. They're good. Oh, okay, no, they're good. I'm not insulted. but I'm just I'm flattered have, that you even it. Hesi- I'm flattered that you hesitate. Great. But okay, here's what I want to get to before we go to break real quick. I don't know if you have co- college conversations. My, my oldest is a little older than your oldest. Uh, we're having college conversations. I did not attend an HBCU for college because I went to a HBCU in high school. So I felt like I got something of the experience and the scholarship I got to Loyola was for journalism. It was a great journalism program, but I always wonder what it would have been like to have gone to an HBCU, especially being a child of an HBCU family and growing up on a different world. I say that to say Savannah. Yeah. I'm I, for a number of reasons pushing her toward a HBC uh, for college. You know, that's just that's just what I want for her, and I think she wants for herself more important. Good stuff. Good stuff.
1: I was just wondering. I was I was just sitting here wondering. Why didn't we hire Dion in the first place? Why? Why couldn't we hire
0: Dion help? Not even Jackson State. Get the coach from Jacksonville State because we can't beat them on the field either. This is some bullshit. And I'm not going to sit here and take it from that f- piece of shit over at
1: f- damn
3: Jacksonville. Hey, bro. Yeah. The okay. sun is shining. All the right.
1: sun is shining. The birds are chirping. The air is
3: good. Go outside, my dude. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, I, I appreciate your passion, bro. Just up your donations, bro. Up your donations. talk about how mad they must be at Florida State. Like this is Dion. This is some, this is seriously yes, friendly fire right here. They are mad. got that's the mug. right. They mad in the mug. in, in Tallahassee right about now. And, and across the country. They mad. I bet you a lot of people ain't happy about this. Just so we're clear, when people say who is the greatest shooter of all time now, who is I got that baby. <laughs> I believe the number is two thousand nine hundred seventy-seven uh, and counting. And uh, Steph Curry already had the throne of greatest shooter who ever lived. Last night he officially received his crown, and we will continue to give him his flowers. Uh, Michael, where were you last night when Steph broke Ray Allen's record and what was your favorite part of uh, last night's accomplishment?
4: I was at home when he broke the record and my favorite part, uh, i always I'm a sucker for this, you can get me right there, there it is, oh how did you know, there it is it's right there it is because this is what I believe, this is like fundamental to the way I look at life
3: We're all loving on each other. Just, just black, black men showing love.
4: There it is. There it is that. But I think we're all in positions. If you're doing anything, I don't care if you're doing uh, sports media, if you're a lawyer, if you're a doctor, if you're a professor, you're in that position because of something someone else did for you or did before you to make your path a little bit easier. They cleared a little bit of the way for you so you didn't have to worry about that in your journey. And you're doing that for somebody else. And if you don't realize that, well, shame on you with your egomaniacal self. Anyway, uh, I digress. I I really think uh, it's just really the connection. Uh, This represents how the game has grown in a good way because when Ray Allen broke the record, uh, I was in Boston for that. He was in Boston too. So Ray Allen broke the record, Reggie, Reggie, Miller,
3: Reggie Miller was there, there doing yeah. the game. Yeah. Reggie and Miller. I, I said watch. Ray Allen. But yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. So Steph watching, Ray Allen comes over to Reggie and they embrace. It. Reggie was very gracious to Ray. And Ray has been very gracious in person on social media to Steph. So I like that because it represents just what this NBA has become. I think it's one of those, and it, it, it's funny, here's the theme today, Mike, of how the the culture changes a little bit before our eyes. And it, and we feel like it's subtle because we're in it. So we don't really, we can't step back and look at how big it is, but... This is almost like uh, Steph Curry represents this new era of basketball where every where it's wide open. like, uh, even, like 15 years ago centers didn't shoot threes centers weren't centers <laughs> 10 years ago like the centers were very traditional. You know, big guy, you need a big man, yeah. <laughs>
2: you know, Great throw job. it down
4: low. You know, you got to yeah. post it up. You need somebody with bulk, you know, to go ahead and, yeah. and, and and trade elbows under the boards. No, not necessarily. It's not like that anymore. And then before that, I think the other era, I think the eras are the changes are Steph Curry and the three ball just kind of infusing just just really populating and animating the game of basketball. So that's like 10 the last ten ten 10 years and then the other change, other big change before that, go way back was a shot clock. I think the <laughs> shot clock changed basketball. So I think it's a shot clock, and then this three explosion has really made basketball much more enjoyable, if you ask me.
3: So that, and that's a long way
4: of saying I like seeing those guys together last
3: oh, night. Oh no, I, 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 I love that answer, um, and which is why there's no more impactful or influential player in recent NBA history than Steph Curry. Um, I'll answer my own question, where I was and, and, and what my favorite part was. Tough act to follow, though. Um, I was in bed, because I'm old, and I go to bed much earlier now. I was in you bed with my wife. I was in bed next to my wife, uh, with, with Stokely, my dog, uh, a few feet away from me, laying down in his little pillow that he has in our room. Uh, Savannah came in. Uh, Actually, no, Mason came in just as the game was starting. I was like, Mason, you about to do it. Uh, I was like, call your sister. Savannah came up. Maya came up. So we all piled in the bed, and we were all watching. So it was a family affair in the Smith household. We all watched it as it happened. We all cheered. Uh, Mason did his usual thing. He gets it from his dad. He wouldn't stop talking. So we were trying to listen, and he wouldn't stop talking. He was so excited. but I, I, I thought about family affair when I watched the scene last night at MSG. First of all, we're all obsessed with the Curry family. I mean, I, I didn't see Aisha show yeah. the kids there, but we're obsessed with his immediate family, both his parents s- sitting separately, but there, uh Sonya and Dell yeah. Curry. Um, you talk, you already talked about it eloquently, Michael, uh, the family of sharpshooters as the torch was passed from Reggie to Ray to Steph, beautiful scene. Uh, the NBA family all, all over social media, uh, you know, joining together in celebration of this accomplishment for somebody that everybody likes and everybody loves. Uh and thankfully we've gotten past, you'll recall, there was this brief period of irrational hatred towards Steph Curry. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Remember what yeah, it was like of course. You know, remember when the Shimian wasn't cool? When people wanted to criticize the Shemian, shimmy, the shimmy it was like, oh, if LeBron did that. And speaking of LeBron, there was this this desire to make rivals out of these two. And Steph was criticized for doing something that people thought LeBron should have done, which was become unanimous MVP. Or when they got Kevin Durant, like you know, I, I talked about this. The Warriors went from cute and fun to to hated, and then it took separation to bring appreciation. Yeah, that- when Steph yeah. missed that, that season to injury. And then even last year, remember the, oh, well now he's got to prove that he can carry a team by himself. a team, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? And then, and then, and then here we are. So it feels like against all, you know, against our, our typical inclinations, we've all united in admiration and celebration of Steph Curry, because the, the real lie, uh, you know, dare I say it, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled <laughs> but no, the real lie is that sports bring uh-huh. people together. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't bring people together. It just makes us tolerate one another more than we ordinarily would, given our existing divisions. <laughs> you know, we don't, that, we don't really that, it don't really bring us together. But everybody got together, either in their own homes or on social media, and we kind of celebrated this guy and this accomplishment together because it was just awesome. And 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 this this journey is just awesome. The other thing I really loved was when he hit it when he hit the three and he, yell, he yell, let that yell out that scream that roar. I hadn't really seen him react like that to anything in a long time. I hadn't seen him do that in a long time.
4: I think this is like really on
3: him it, 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 yes. it really it. Yeah, really. I don't know about, Wayne. Ta-
4: I don't well, know about ta- Wayne, but I think
3: he was holding well, it in. I, I, think, that, so. I, mean, I think so. Because Wayne, Wayne has a negative connotation, is all the reason I say Wayne. It, he certainly wasn't playing like it was weighing on him. I think he just really yeah, wanted this really badly, and he would not, and he would not call himself the greatest. Even though, as we talked about yesterday, he's been the greatest for over a decade. If he never, you know, a decade ago, I said if he never shot another three, he's the best to ever do it. But That's but awesome. what happened last night was he allowed himself finally. To exhale and accept that coronation in a way that he would not before. Like his eyes were so firmly fixated on the prize. And he was so focused on this number and this accomplishment to where once he got it, he could finally release it. So I don't so that's the only reason I struggle with it with weighing on him. I think he was definitely motivated and was able to celebrate in a way that I haven't seen him celebrate really anything uh, that I can recall recently other than a title. And
4: I think, and, and look, uh, we, we've talked about this many times, how coaches are, are hired to be fired. The higher you go in the coaching game, uh, the shorter the leash is, the more the money. So it's a lot of money. You're compensated. But the wink, wink to the compensation is, oh, don't think you're about to get the uh, oh this old school uh gold watch after after 25 or 30 years of service. That's not happening. Uh, you get in where you can, you get it done because Speaking as soon as your watches. level falls off, yeah.
3: Wait, oh yeah, by. I like that. He know, gave
4: gave him all Rolexes. He,
3: well, he gave. It was it's funny. This happened today. So he gave Iguadala and Draymond Rolexes. Clay couldn't be there, so Clay, but Clay's gonna get one. And then KD replied to a tweet because it turns out KD is third on assisted threes to Steph Curry. So Katie tweeted, yeah. he was like, yo, send a Rolex. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah, he gave, it, was, it was a great moment after the game caught on video where uh, Steph Curry gave his, uh, his teammates Rolexes. But go ahead, I'm sorry.
4: No, I was going to say, look, I, I think, I think uh, coaches are, are hired to be fired. So I don't, I don't want to go too far and say, hey, you know, uh, uh, Steve Kerr is the, is the guy for his whole career. Mm. But Mike, what what a coach! What a coach for for Steph Curry, right? Like he, I think Steph Curry would have been successful no matter what he did, no matter who was coaching him. If Mark Jackson had remained his coach for their for his whole career,
3: well, it was I, Mark I Jackson been he, in the point guard, right?
4: Yeah, Mark Jackson is so one I, put the ball on his hands. But I still think he would have been. He'd, he'd be the all-time leader and maybe it wouldn't be this year. Maybe it's next year or maybe it was a year earlier. I don't know. But in the poetic that this great player also was coached. His head coach is the all-time leader in three-point percentage. All-time leader in three-point percentage is Steve Kerr. I think the number is 454. So the all-time uh, percentage leader is coaching the all-time three-point leader, Sure. and the marriage sure. is perfect. So it yeah. just sometimes you just wind up where you're supposed to be. And and I think if he had if he if is drafted uh, sixth or eighth and not seventh, uh, it would have happened. Maybe it wouldn't happen with this franchise. But it just you you uh, this is where you start knowing. Like if you're in a you know I don't want to get I don't want to offend anybody, but. Um, if if you're an atheist, uh, this is one of those things where we say.
3: This is divine. (laughs) Listen, this guy we're talking about. We're we're talking about a man of his story. We're talking about a man of faith. So no, that's that's perfectly appropriate. That's perfectly appropriate. I I, listen and if it offends you. Sorry. Um, Speaking of offense though. um, Yeah. So let me tell you how I finished last night because you know, I'm weird like that. So so Michael you and I have been having this conversation all season and I say again maybe we're late to this party. But it feels like he's just taking a leap between last year and this year for whatever reason over the course of last year and this year for whatever reason Um, maybe it's just the quote unquote narrative but I I went to bed last night thinking all right, so he's, he, he gets to check off greatest shooter ever in, in, in his own mind. He was he was the last to say it fittingly that the guy the guy who we're talking about was the last to acknowledge that he himself is the greatest shooter in, in, in the game's history. Um, so I went to bed last night. I was like, all right, shooters off the table. That's done. That's that's official. Let's get to this goat conversation. And and again, we talked about this a long time ago. We touched on it again yesterday. It's like How high can he go, given his influence, given his impact, given his unparalleled skill set, given the entertainment factor, given the accomplishments which he's sure to add to? um, You know, how high can he go on the goat list? And I got to tell you, Michael, just again, just because it's me and I know it's not gonna surprise you, it started stressing me out. I started getting stressed (laughs) because it's like because I think I think it's safe to say he's safely in the top fifteen. And the only reason I say safely in the top 15, and, and people might be like, Top 15? That's conservative. Like top 15? Like, that's disrespectful. Top fifteen. It's like, bro, you get to 10 fast. You I get know. to 10 Ooh. fast. And I'm sitting Talking there I'm like, my... so I'm just rattle off some names. And I'm like, who am I comfortable taking out of the top 10? And then after I <laughs> rattle off these names, I'll tell you how I ended up finding peace and going to sleep. Yeah. MJ, this is no order. Don't don't hold me to this order. I'm just named. Yep, yep. MJ. Kareem, LeBron, Magic, Kobe, Shaq, Bird, Wilt, Russell, Duncan. That's ten right That's there. 10. That's ten. To make no mention of Hakeem, my all-time starting center, Oscar, and if you want to go contemporary, something Kevin freaking Durant. so it's hard.
4: I mean. So many but, great but, players but, and you still, but have here's but where I I,
3: some great ones. Exactly. But here's where I landed and I'll pass it to you after I say this. I went to sleep because I was like, man, this ain't what Steph Curry is about. Steph Curry's fun. So instead of looking at it as rankings and having to pull people out in order to put somebody in, it's the more the merrier. This is a club. Let's Steph Curry yeah. in this here club. When you behind that velvet rope and VIP at the club, there's no rankings. All y'all in the room. So much like I told you before where LeBron versus Michael is much like Stevie Wonder versus Prince for me. Now the GOAT yeah. conversation just should be like is there room in the club for him And Steph Where's Curry him? is in the club when you want to rank him leave. Yeah, exactly. That's up to you. Can I get in, you know,
4: a, 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 but he's all right. He's a, in right. Is, is there, is there oh. a dress code? Uh, oh, is oh there, hey, no, hey, no, you in. hey,
3: no, you hey, in.
4: who you who you with? Yeah, no, no, no. Who are you with? No, no. I don't know who you with because they may not be in, but you guys well, plus you, one. I am I in
3: I'm his plus one. Okay.
4: Yeah. So uh, you, you're so right Mike uh, in and how this this top 10 top 15 top 20 goes quickly. Now I was uh, you now thankfully and I, I, re- I really appreciate the privilege. 75th anniversary of the NBA and so all these teams are doing special, you know, all all time teams And so I was asked to be a voter, one of 30 voters for the Celtics all time team. So you get 15 slots. I'm thinking, they say, hey, you want to be a voter? I'm like, cool. 15 slots. I got it. One organization, even though it's an iconic organization. Man,
1: like Mm
4: -hmm. I I started ranking. One organization. One organization. I started ranking them, and whoever's doing the Lakers, if you're a voter, and I'm sure all the teams have this, you're a voter on the Lakers, good luck. Good luck. There's so many great Celtics who didn't make the list. Of course, I had to rank them because I I just felt good about ranking them. And my little political statement my number one Celtic, uh, Bill Russell, of course. I had to put Bill Russell one. I don't care. I don't care if you think Larry Bird was more skilled, but. No, know. So I got Russell, and I got Bird, and I got Kuzey, and Hablacheck, and Pierce, up uh, uh, Kevin Garnett, and Kevin McHale made the list. Now I'm except Sam Jones is eight. I'm like, yeah. whoa! Dave Cowens nine. Robert Robert Paris. I got to ten already. Already, I'm at ten. So goes fast. It, it is. It it does go fast. So we throw these things out. Oh, yeah. Of course, he's top ten. He's one of the greatest players ever. One of the ten best players ever. Yeah. Don't go there so quickly.
3: Well, that's uh, we really don't, we say it. We say it as a compliment, but we don't really do the counting. You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, he's top ten. Like really? Okay, go. You, really? So, but I didn't. Yeah. But I didn't want to go to bed with that. I was. I was like, I'm tossing and turning. I'm like, what, what am I taking out? It's like, it don't matter. <laughs> we take it too seriously. <laughs> Steph Curry is right. the embodiment of joy. You know what I mean? Like let's 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 not let's not make this harder than it needs to be. He's one of the greatest of all time. One of the greatest basketball players to ever bless the court. Full stop.
2: Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.
3: All right, let's let's uh, let's keep looking back at a legendary night. Uh, or as the Knicks tweeted, a legendary moment at the world's most famous. Congrats, Steph Curry. You know, Mike, I like to say Steph Curry is the greatest showman, greatest entertainer in the history of Team Ford, fitting that he would break this record in the world's most famous arena. And Jeff Johnson from MSG is here to help us uh, reflect on last night. You got a smile on your face, man, which I'm pleased to yeah. see, because I was wondering how you were able to process last night with all of New York. And it's not like y'all, you know, used two picks on point guards before the Warriors took Steph Curry. Thank it's you, Mike. Just one of those, Thank you. Thank you. You know. But nonetheless, I imagine last night there was some conflicting emotions. Am I right? Um,
0: not for me at this point. It would have been eleven years. At this point, if you didn't get through, get over that as a fan, you're gonna need some therapy. You probably still need it, but um, everybody can use it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that yeah, come no, with Knicks tickets. Don't you right, get therapy I, at, with at this point, fandom? <laughs> at this point, hey man, I mean, you know, if, the, if you could get over it with the Saints, at some point we can prosper too. You know what I'm saying? But um, with, with with this, is for me. It was more so. I do appreciate greatness, and there's no other place to do it than MSG. Um, What we would hope for as Knicks fans is that more of those moments happen for the Knicks, but, um, I mean, it it was just written. It was going to happen this way. When I saw what was happening in Indy, I was like, all right, everybody's buying tickets. Everybody's coming here to do it here this day, national TV it was no other place to, to no other way to happen. Um, I'm just glad that they got it out the way in the first quarter. It wasn't like a dagger three to end the game because it's going to be memorable. But the way in which you do it will always be remembered. So if he would have, like, hit a game-winning three to break the record, that would have been <laughs> even more agony. But that way, you know, you get it out in the first quarter, salute, you salute greatness, and then you try to win the game. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I loved it because I, I, I appreciate Steph Curry, one of my favorite players. But, um, yeah, past that, I was straight. All
4: right, you talk about him being one of your favorite players, and we've we've given our uh, you know our takes on Steph and our, our tributes to Steph. I want to give you the opportunity to do it. Why is he one of your favorite players? and what kind of uh, what kind of impact do you think he'll leave on the NBA?
0: Um, I don't know, you know, I am not. I wouldn't call myself a historian, right? But I would say there's few... When you transformatively change the industry that you're in and it's tangible to see that, that makes you immortal. And Steph Curry is one of the immortals playing this game right now. We're watching an immortal in action. He literally... Yo, y'all remember when you used to play pickup and you used to play in high school? If you took a Logo 3, you would never see the court again. Now it's been normalized. <laughs>
5: Imagine right. imagine
0: you playing you're playing in the park and you're playing full court and you come down in a fast break and you kick it out for a three when the when the layup was right there. Right? Even if you're yeah. playing by ones and twos, people will look at you what like you, you were insane. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. This is the way that he's changed right. the game. He's literally stretched the range of shooting and made it made it believable that anybody, no matter your size, could shoot threes. Like I would have loved to see someone like Patrick Ewing or Shaq in this era, where Patrick Ewing with his jumper be able to take be for it to be acceptable for him to take threes. And Shaq, who he was just too dominant to even look at the outside the paint, but he did have a little bit of a jumper too. He just didn't really use it. Those were the type of players that are inspired stretch four, stretch five. That are inspired by Curry. And even when you look at some of the records that he shattered that he owns now, he's like over a hundred and something mo- for most threes in the season, more than what Ray did. 22, 10, 10 threes in a game when JR something had the crazy. record at three. Like it's yeah. nuts. And every player ever that ever played has not averaged five threes in a season. He's done it four times. So I, I think it's a little reductive to say best shooter of all time now we gotta we gotta add the addendums like best player uh, most transformative player like i think for me yeah. that's gonna be his mark on the game where eventually there may be a four-point line or this might become and jock where there's hot spots on the on the <laughs> court where you can shoot for 10 or 20 i think that's where yeah. it's gonna be where 20 years from now people are gonna say they were shooting from 23 feet what were, they're gonna look at it like how we look at like- people dribbling with their head down <laughs>
3: Uh that's it. Yeah. That's it. Those, I, those, uh, those a,
4: old and, and that's a funny thing when you look at those uh, when you look at those videos from like the '60s and '70s. You're like, what's <laughs> happening? What are they doing? Oh, they're <laughs> dribbling now. Like, there's no crossover. They were just like right. dribbling right. Right. the ball. <laughs> like, yeah, no, you're you're about it, there's, there's
0: always one player. <laughs> there's always one player who's doing something different. Like, Wilt was Elgin they had to yeah. Elgin Baylor. Different, yeah. right? Even yeah. uh, from what I've heard, Pistol Pete, right? I didn't see him play, yeah. but Pistol Pete. Ours, sure. These are the different players that change the game. Mike will the game. might be the top of the top because they literally had to change the dimensions of the court <laughs> right. for him. Right. But this is where right. Steph is in that call of immortals, and we're watching like a literal immortal play basketball right.
3: Now. Yeah, it's, it's it's incredible how Steph can combine both uh, imagination and realism. Like we all like to believe we could be Steph, but he still defies logic and reason, and kind of really stretches the what we we can imagine on a basketball court. Having said that, man, you you know you in New York. uh, Let's go to the other team in in New York. Uh, The guy in Brooklyn might be the MVP. No, and no, it might about it. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop sugarcoating it. As great as Steph has been, as great as the Warriors have been. As in love with Steph as we all are, Kevin Durant out there dropping another triple double last night, and in mm-hmm. 48 minutes, and in Ether and people on Twitter who shall remain nameless, nonetheless. But I mean, the dude is doing it all right now. He's doing it all right now, uh, with a short hand. They what eight players last night. So listen, Jokic yeah. yeah. is having a phenomenal year. Giannis, although he's in health and safety right now, is phenomenal again. We know about Steph. Um, Right now, for your money, who's the MVP, Jeff?
0: Man, I wanted to say Steph. I wanted to come on here and just say, you know, unequivocal, without a doubt, it's Steph. But yo, the real MVP, KD. He he's he's out there, man. Like he had me, you, Mike, and three other people last night because everybody <laughs> else was in in health and safety protocol. And he scores a triple double, goes in OT. He's been dropping thirty-point games like it's nothing. He's p- outpacing his career averages right now, overall, mm-hmm. like advanced and and regular. Uh, I don't even know what to call regular, like stats and advanced stats. right? <laughs> he's out. He's out. Should all just be one, right one anyway? Right. We shouldn't right, even have right, to distinguish right. anymore at this point, right? Well, well, you know? well, you know what, Mike? That's why there's calcul There's math and AP calculus. Don't the AP people will come to <laughs> you and say, like, yo, I earned this degree, right? But um, right. yeah, like he's outpacing his career average and more than anything, y'all know how it is. Y'all, y'all have been in the media game for a while. This is also narrative-based, right? No yeah. Kyrie. James Harden's going to probably be in protocol for, for 10 days or, or whatever, or depending on the negative test. Injuries. And they're still pacing towards the top, top, of, the, top of the conference. He's, he's playing phenomenal and he's also all the way back from that Achilles yeah. tear where I, I'm old enough to remember when people said, I used to oh, would you take a chance? Would you take a chance? Okay, I'm like, I will give him my Achilles right now. If he wants to come to the. you know what I mean? Like this is <laughs> this is somebody who he's he's eclipsed any type of limitations people put on him for his injury and has come back like he never left and the numbers are saying along with the eye test that he's better this year, he's playing better than what his career pace is. Maybe a little bit of <laughs> one or two shots of three threes missed more. But I think anybody would take that. So I think I think I go ahead. Sorry.
3: Oh, no, I, I was just gonna say, I think he's averaging three more points than anybody else in the NBA right now. That's the margin in terms of uh, scoring per game right now. That, that's just the level that he's playing at above everybody. else. Yeah, in terms
0: of I think it's gonna te- I think it's gonna depend on where the teams are, like warriors if they keep at this pace and then the next, that's going to probably be like certain tiebreakers. But if you're looking player versus player, this is probably going to be if it paces the same way, it's probably going to be one of the closest MVP races that we see. And I don't know if you're going to be wrong either way. No, no. You know what? You know what
4: fellas? I love the vibe of this conversation. I feel like, you know, we could just sit here and kick it all day. But you know, I'm not gonna do that in the interest of time. I know you got places to go Jeff. So just, you know, honestly, just give me an honest answer on the way out. Have you written off the Knicks this year? Have you just written
0: them off? It ain't gonna happen <laughs> this year.
4: Let's let's look at next year. Has that happened
0: yet? No, it's on It's 28 games. We're not even at the halfway mark unofficial This Christmas. Um, when you say it ain't gonna happen this year, you gotta, what's you it? gotta, what's it right now for me, yeah. it would have been a playoff first. Um, the East is stronger than it's been. I still argue that it's stronger than pound for pound. It's stronger than the West is this year. The East is back. After a long hiatus, I think we're back. But I don't know if anybody gets into even the play-in with a, with a sub-500 record. So you look at the next, next 18 games or so, 20 games or so going into January. These are games that are winnable. The way they've been playing, you wonder what's really winnable. But this is, when I say winnable, I mean, you make the corrections you need to make. Maybe there's a personnel change. You find the formula and you win those games. They they squandered a lot of those early on, but I still think there is an opportunity to get to a plan. They are going to have to make a decision at some point, like probably before the All-Star break or a little bit before that, is it feasible to make that run? Because you people forget last year, they won 16 of 20 to push to that fourth seed, you know what I mean? Even that West Coast run, that was like their peak. Like they pushed yeah. all, they, they emptied out all the, the, the nitrous oxide and, and hit the turbo and went all the way through. So that's why I think it is, it is plausible for them to make the playoffs. They just gotta correct what's wrong, figure it out, and then win games that you're supposed to win because they're not good enough. There's few teams in the league good enough to give up games
3: when you're trying well, and, to make the playoffs. And, and, and- and as of today, the players who signed in the offseason are available for trade. So we'll see, you know, what kind of what kind of moves they are able to make to improve this roster. Yeah. hey man, listen, uh, let's make a deal. Jeff, uh, come on back and, and and catch up with us again as the season goes on and we'll we'll, we'll revisit this MVP conversation. We revisit the Knicks, and, and who knows what else brother. We appreciate the insight and the energy man. Take it easy, all the time. The you, you already know. MSG.
0: Anytime you want me, I'm there, man. Y'all got love for y'all, respect y'all. You already know, Mike, always see you. It's always a salute. So definitely, man, anytime y'all want me, I'm there.
3: Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate Thank you. you.
0: Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot.
3: Mike, we talked yesterday about the NFL being a battle of attrition. And wow. A day Look after we're reacting to the Cardinals dropping the game to the Rams. And the NFC West remaining wide open, Rams are going to finish off this regular season without DeAndre Hopkins, um, and they're eyeing a return for the postseason, so they could get that buy that comes with the number one seed that could buy them that much more time. So major injury news in the NFL today, but I'm going to hesitate. I'm going to refrain from overreacting. I'm going to refrain from overreacting. Right. He's been beat up this year. I mean, in the Cardinals, something that in past years we haven't talked about uh, with the Cardinals is they've displayed a level of character, um, late game decisions notwithstanding on Monday night. They've displayed a level of character no matter who's in and out of the lineup for me to think that this injury, great as DeAndre Hopkins is, is going to devastate them. I think they can withstand this injury, and even if it costs them. Seating or even the division, as long Man. as they have him back healthy for the playoffs, they can still well, be a factor. Well, if he's
4: okay, well, okay, okay, okay. Here, here. Am I saying that to that
3: ridiculous? You look like I'm saying a bunch no, 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 of no, no, ridiculousness, it's not you? right? It's not you. Oh what? Oh what?
4: it's not you. What? Oh no no bro. No, no 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 no. I'll tell you. You know I <laughs> no, will let you know. Oh. Let's go back to that first. Oh. uh Please put that first Shefter tweet back up there. See what? this is a problem. What do you say? This, this this is this is really scary. The first chapter tweet. Uh, Sprained knee. He says, but the team is hopeful to get him back at some point in the postseason. Oh no no no! In the postseason, we right? We're not, not that in time for the
3: postseason. At some point in the postseason, yeah, we are not you. that yeah. privileged. Yeah. There, Arizona, there's a difference. There's a difference,
4: <laughs> right? At some point in the postseason, okay, you are now. Yeah, that could Mike. be in the Super Bowl. If right, they get right. There. You're, yeah, you're right. If you get there, you're you in a fight. You've got three teams. You're one of three teams sitting there with a 10 and three record with a month to go essentially in the regular season. You got four. you got four games to go and you've lost a tiebreaker to one of those teams head to head. They came in and beat you. Mm-hmm. Um, you only lead. You only lead the division by a game. Oh, yeah. me up. What, what Look, came Michael. up on the Rams? So this is uh this is a scary injury. Like it, I, I'd be okay with it if we're going by 2020 rules. And this is the theme of, of today's show, Mike. The theme of today's show is there's what was and what there and, and there is what is. Okay, there's a new yeah. day. It's a new day. So the new day is only the number one seed gets it. Last mm-hmm. year. If you're a top two seed, you're in good business. You're you're in good shape because you got that extra week along no, it with was this the same one
3: seed. It, it was the same <laughs> thing last year. No, the same thing last No, year. It wasn't.
4: No, it wasn't last year. This is the first year. Sure about that?
3: There was this there the was, first year. It was seven okay.
4: where you get we, we, top top two seeds. Okay, but anyway, we, we check right. we'll we, we we fact we, check it. Fact check me. I could you could be right. I could be wrong. But I think I think uh, this year coming up is the first year where the number one seed gets that ultimate reward, and the two seed is in a battle. Uh, just like everybody else, but but you know what, Mike? Um, with DeAndre Hopkins going out, I, I wrote this yesterday. We didn't get to it. Um, I said the the Cardinals have the look. They got a uh, they got a heartbreakers eyes.
3: You did, you know what I mean? Yesterday. Like, oh, you had it in your feet. Yesterday. Yeah, uh,
4: okay, but I didn't I didn't get to it. They, they got mm-hmm. the they got the look of a. Hey, okay, let me, let me let me let me make it plain. Let me help somebody, okay? I'm gonna make it even plainer than that. Okay, I'm gonna leave the names out of this thing. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. I'm gonna leave the names out. So uh, I always and I, I joke with my wife about this. This is long before I met my wife. Sorry. So I'm 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 protected. Statute of limitations. I'm protected on this. But I always joke with her about how I can tell,
3: hey, like in my dating days. Real, real quick. Go ahead, real go quick. Ahead. You gotta, right. you gotta, you gotta stop throwing me off and telling me stuff that I know not to be true and making me think I don't know what I'm talking about. There were seven playoff teams in each conference last year. Okay, therefore, there was one bye last year. Like I know we owe it was one. So the Chiefs and the Packers had the buys last year. The Bills played on wildcard weekend last year and beat the Colts. Remember Phillip Rivers last game. Okay. And then the okay. Saints played on wild card weekend and beat the Bears and they were the number two seed last year.
4: Okay, fine. So, so, so I, I said fact check no, but me. I'm you, wrong on that. Okay. <laughs> no, that's no, So, so my bad.
3: <laughs> go ahead. You're so adamant. I'm like, wait, what I miss? <laughs>
4: I'm no, okay, like, no, I'm no, like, wait a minute. Uh, fine.
3: Go, go so, ahead. So good. It's a all, cool again.
4: all right. So, so my bad. So, uh, the heartbreakers. is always. I, I used to say to my uh, wife uh, in my dating days, I could always tell I would always go by the eyes. <laughs> And so if I can see your eyes, then I know what's going on. Like some people have eyes that little Mm -hmm. crazy or, or, you know, something's going on. like, Oh, that's trouble. So I used to, uh, you know, way back, way back, way back, uh, in in high school, I used to date someone and and my mom could, uh, Oh, my mom did not like this one. She had these eyes. (laughs) She had these eyes that mom knew it was trouble. She had green eyes.
3: So are and, we getting and, and, So is, is the point that you don't trust the Cardinals? You, not, you just not, you know. Don't trust them? You just know with the eyes that they go
4: break your heart. And already the Cardinals, yeah. before the DeAndre Hopkins injury, they were already trending toward that. They think about the games that they've lost and how they've lost. They're a great team that just does things in big situations. You go, oh, there's a. Well, and, and take it from somebody. Take it from somebody who has seen some. Heartbreaking losses and has been on both sides of it. I've seen some teams win some games, twenty eight to three, coming back from twenty eight to three. Grew up I, I came of age with the drive and the fumble. I've seen these devastating
3: but what, but great I, triumphs.
4: They lost to Green Bay.
3: They lost the Green Bay. The how they lose the game. Wait, wait, How they I, lose I, I know I, know. I, I was there Razul Douglas. I was there. I, I wasn't there, but we we watched it. Okay, so that was one. That's okay, that was their first loss of the season.
4: How did they lose to the, the Rams. second loss of the last is Rams
3: against Carolina need. I remind you they didn't have uh, they, they didn't have Kyler Murray, who I'll get to in a second. Now, I don't, think, I don't think they had Hopkins for that one either. They've been beat up for this last stretch. They lost to the Rams. And a lot of people were giving Cliff Kingsbury grief for going forward on fourth and one. Um, Instead of kicking a field goal, as if he didn't need the touchdown as well, like he was, yeah, he was going to right. need the field goal. He's also going to need a touchdown. Like, okay, they lost right. to the Rams, who I know you know, you are loath to give credit to. Here's the bottom line: they have shown that they can play and win without both Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Their remaining mm-hmm. schedule, for whatever it's worth, they're at Detroit right. this weekend, Michael. They're at Detroit. Then Good. they get Good Indy at home no on Christmas. Okay. They're at Dallas, which is huge and they and they finish up with a division opponent in Russell Wilson in the Seattle Seahawks who are not to be taken lightly. Point being, they have enough to withstand DeAndre Hopkins injury both offensively and defensively. And specifically on offense by enough, I mean Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has been in and out of MVP conversations each of the last 10 at last two seasons, I beg your pardon. Here is his that- opportunity to prove why he belongs in that conversation indefinitely. He, be, he got he enough be, weapons. See, that, DeAndre Hopkins won the best receiver in the league when, when healthy. He got enough weapons. This is not devastating. It's not a death sentence for the Arizona Cardinals. Clearly, I trust them more than you do.
4: Okay, what I'm saying to you is yeah, Kyler Murray belongs in the... This doesn't change anything. Kyler Murray is was, is, will be a, a great quarterback, an MVP worthy quarterback. He will be that. I'm telling you, the Arizona Cardinals no. are going to be one... They're going to be one of those teams. I can see them just losing something. They, I can lose, see them losing some crazy game, some crazy game where you know it's It's like the last. You can say that about every team in the league. Yeah, but you know they've done it already. They, they, they've got two high-profile losses that are just quirky. They're a quirky team. Not entirely. I don't entirely trust them.
3: You're telling on yourself. What am I saying? You know why you're telling on yourself? You know why you're telling on yourself? Why? You were you have been reluctant all season to trust and believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And I told you, first that. sign of trouble, and you get and you it gave it no to secret. them like, a, like within the last week or so. You finally, or, or, or like two weeks or whatever, you finally gave them their respect. And first sign of trouble, first loss, DeAndre Hopkins out. Here you go, Right in the all. First sign of trouble. I see. I see, first sign of trouble. I see you. I see you. You're just looking for I, a reason no to disrespect the no Cardinals. No secret. I see you.
4: now this just something. And this is why I've been hesitant. It's just something about them. It makes me a little nervous.
3: That curl? Makes me a they, little they, nervous. They are, are they? You said the eyes earlier. Are they the NFL's curl? Are they are they, are they the big <laughs> loop curl of the NFL? Is that what you're saying? Never quite
4: curl.
5: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed?
3: Well, our guest, Antonio Gates, is already in the Christmas spirit. How cool is this? He and his former teammate, LaDainian Tomlinson, uh, gifted bikes to over 150 kids. And uh, they got a little, they had a little fun as well. It looked like they were going give, to give two of them. But uh, the official there announced that everybody was going to get a bike. The kids Uh, just went crazy, and that's why, uh, as the Chargers tweeted, Oprah, this one's for you. You get a bike. You get a bike. You get a bike. Uh, Just really great scene uh, from a couple of really great guys. And Antonio Brown, excuse me, Antonio Brown, I beg your pardon, Antonio Gates. Sorry, man. He's been on the brain a lot lately. We've been talking about Antonio Brown a lot
4: lately. uh, (laughs) He's only
3: a Hall of Famer right here. A couple of two great guys. It's uh, Antonio Gates and Ladanian Thomason. And Gates, it's good to see you, man. And you are joining us on behalf of FanDuel's Duel for a Difference points. So uh, in keeping with that theme of giving back as, as as you're doing and as you've done, tell us about Duel for a Difference with FanDuel.
6: I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm really happy, man, to partner up with FanDuel. Uh, obviously, Duel for a Difference is a fantasy contest. That'll be tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night, Chargers versus Chiefs game. And all the, you know, all the entry fees, contestants goes to Lupus Research, which is a very personal connection for me. Uh, My sister had Lupus. Uh, She dealt with it for some years. She eventually passed away in 2014 from Lupus. So uh, that holds something very dear to my heart. And I think that's why I'm involved. And obviously for the fans sake, uh, you know, obviously you win prizes, but most importantly, you get a chance to get two Super Bowl tickets. Uh, to Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles, which I'm expecting the Chargers to be in the Super Bowl, by the way. So, uh, you know, it'll be a great time, man. And uh, it's for a great cause.
3: Well, you're giving, you're giving oh. back and you're dropping hot takes as well. I mean, yeah. the Chargers in yes. yes. the yeah. home stadium in the Super Bowl. I mean, we were going to ask you about Justin Herbert anyway, but let's just get right to it. I mean, yeah. you had the privilege of playing with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and, and mm-hmm. you know, you helped put them in the Hall of Fame gates. Uh, With with Drew Brees (laughs) and uh, and Phillip Rivers uh, both will be in the Hall of Fame one day. Uh, What are you seeing from Justin Herbert that you love and that makes you believe that he could take the Chargers uh, to the promised land?
6: Uh, Let me me add this in real quick. Uh, I play with Doug Flutie, too. So, uh, you know, just so I'm not saying he's, you know, I don't know what the stipulation is, but to me, he has that Hall of Fame presence to him in terms of what he brought to myself and to the charges when he was there so i don't want to you know i want to get You're all 14, give yeah. all my i want to give all my flowers yeah. and roses away yeah you know i think yeah. the it. so uh in terms of Justin Herbert uh he definitely have the the whole package and i think you know when you watch him the glaring stuff that you know is like most football people know he got the big arm Obviously, the ability to move around the pocket, the ability to improvise. If something gets broken down, he can make every single throw on the football field. But the thing that stands out to me the most uh, is his mental ability. Being able to, uh, you know, play the position that well, so fast. I know that it's about how much you can comprehend and apply. Because these, you know, these coordinators now... Uh, they apply pressure, man. They they got guys moving all around. They got four or five guys standing up, and to be able to consume all of that and still go out and, and perform at a high level, uh, it's it's pretty. To me, that's the most underrated thing about him. It's his mind. You know, shoulders up because what he can do physically is you know obviously second to none. But the point that he point the the point matters that he's able to do it from a mental standpoint. Uh, I can respect it from playing a position tight end understanding how difficult that is to play the quarterback position in the National Football League. All
4: right, so tell me, uh, Antonio, how this happens. How did the Chargers, tell me the path, how they get to the Super Bowl? They got uh, a team that's won, uh, that has been in three straight conference championship games, not one Uh, ball, but has been there in Kansas City. mm -hmm. Uh, You got the Patriots there, you got the Mm -hmm. Titans on the come up. So how does this happen? Mm -hmm.
6: You know, I think it starts with this week. Uh, you know what I mean? Be honest with you. Tomorrow, I think to to me, this is going to be like a playoff atmosphere, playoff game. It's for first place, uh, and I think it starts with that alone. I, I'm the type of person. I, I believe in phases. I believe you do it one phase at a time. You make progression in everything you do. So now we can take one game at a time. We won in week three. We beat them in Kansas City and Arrowhead, which is a very very difficult place to to win. But that's not the same team. Let's not kid ourselves. They, they are on uh, a different type of tier. I want to say they won six in a row. So but what I what I will say in the locker room is that, hey, we know we're capable of winning this game, but we even have to come even with more intensity this week because they're playing at a different level. And uh, we do the detailed things that we need to do and focus more so on what we need to do. We are good enough to win this football game. Um, and I think that should be the message. And I'm quite sure you know, Staley has been doing a phenomenal job all year. I know he's going to get these guys fired up, ready to play on Thursday night.
3: Man, as I sit there and talk to you, Antonio, uh, I'm like, geez, it's, it feels like just yesterday when you broke in and were taking a league by storm at a time when you were something of a unicorn. There were very few guys like you and say, you know, Tony Gonzalez. Now you watch the NFL. And if a tight end doesn't play like Antonio Gates, good luck getting on the field. You know what I mean? And and not, you know, so yeah. I I wonder and we just saw matter of fact, going back to your quarterback uh uh history of connections, we just saw Brady and Gronk pass you and Phillip uh for second place on the all time list of most prolific uh quarterback receiver combinations. Uh you guys hooked up for eighty nine touchdowns, I believe the number was. So I say all that to say, man, I wonder who you enjoy watching uh at tight end these days. Uh who are some of your favorites uh, to check mm-hmm. out? As, as, and do you see any of you in anybody in particular?
2: Uh,
6: I, I think when I – when I it's so many good ones, man. I, I, I don't – I hate when I have to bring guys up because I miss names. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of who I think means the most. And to me, the guy means the most to his team right now uh, is George Kittles. I think Word. he means the most to that team. Uh, because not only what he can do in a passing game, obviously we talk about the touchdowns and the catches and the combinations, quarterbacks, but what this man does in the run game, I think I know and other tight ends in in the national field who's played in this league understand how difficult it is to do some of the things he do in the run game. So I am very, you know, excited when he plays. I watch every play he plays. Uh, He don't necessarily play quite like I played, I was playing like basketball out there, man. I was mm-hmm. uh, you know what I'm I was trying to, I wanted space. I, you know what I mean? I was like one of the first guys that started standing up. I didn't, I'm first down because I'm like, no, I got to get a release. So, and I, you know, I got cursed out a lot, by the way. So, uh, <laughs> you know, at the time I was like creating this way. So I had to take the punishment for every tight end that came after me. I had to take all the cursing, all the MFing throughout my whole career because I was doing so many different things that was not normal, you know what I'm saying? So all of a sudden, it became a, a pattern. It became a wave. And uh, thanks to all the things that I had to endure, uh, you know what I'm saying, those guys are able to make the money and they're able to do and have the freedom as receivers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so That's you know, I took you, all you, the you took- Why are you short, right. Gates? Why you do this? Why, why, you know what I'm saying? So now these tight ends, I see all these tight ends spread, not wide, and doing. I mean, I did it, but I did it on my, you know, my own, my own just saying I ain't about to get jammed at the line of scrimmage. I'm standing <laughs> up sometime. So.
3: Wow. We, we, we've been talking all day about Steph Curry, we're talking to another game changer uh, in, in, Hall, in Hall of Famer, Antonio Gates, future Hall of Famer, Antonio Gates. Um, so listen, man, before we let you go, you, you were kind enough to share the story of your sister and, and, and what you're doing uh, with FanDuel for Duel for a Difference. Big day in the Gates household uh signing day this is great antonio Gates jr headed to michigan state right now i I didn't see it sorry but did you guys have a signing ceremony in detroit today yes tell us about about what a big day this is for your family
6: man it it was great man i you know we had so many people participate man and and you all know right uh you know not only is it a great day for us and me you know my family and his mom Things is, you know, to me, it's an opportunity for this boy to be successful. And every time you take a child and you put him through, and he has to break through certain barriers and go through ups and downs and deal with adversity, uh, being a son alone of myself and having that stigma on him since he was a kid, uh, for him to continue to fight and get to this point, man, uh, I actually said it in the ceremony that, you know, I had a lot of proud moments in my life. This is probably the proudest moment as a father know my son getting ready to go to college, man. So I'm so happy for him. His next chapter in life to go to Michigan State, man. I got my green pants on. You know what I'm saying? Huh.
0: <laughs> so
3: huh.
6: we're ready, man. We're excited. Congratulations,
3: hey, man. Congratulations. Congratulations. To green him pants, and, and to the whole gold, family. Green pants, gold jacket. I mean, you know, just all, all the attire. All the attire. Um and, and then and then you, and Mike, uh,
4: not only that, Mike, not only that, but the gold jacket for gay, like what we were saying off the air. For him to be at Kent, to go to college at Kent, and then to wind up in Kent right down the road, probably I know. never even crossed your mind. You know? Man, that, never crossed that, my mind. What dude. an amazing journey. I don't think it crossed nobody's mind. I was
6: playing basketball. I don't think that, I don't think that was even in nobody's mind. So uh, it, was, it was great, man. I tell you what, I've been truly blessed, man, to be around some phenomenal players, man. More importantly, man, being able to, you know, Soak in every single thing from these guys, man. And just in the National Football League in in general, you got to remember, I got to leave, man, and I was like going to the locker room because I hadn't played with nobody in college. You know what I'm saying? So, you know how guys talk after games, the first game, second game, everybody talking to guys they competed against in college. I was kind of like a loner in a sense because I didn't know absolutely nobody because I was a basketball player my whole career in college at least. So, Uh, fun times, man. I'm just thankful to be here, you know.
3: Hey, man, you got a hell of a story. We appreciate you, man. Come kick it with us again sometime.
6: All right, man. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having
3: me. Good to see you, Gates. Thank Thank you.
6: you. All right, man. You too.
5: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well.
1: I was very disappointed in Urban Meyer. We had this conversation a few weeks ago. What should they do? And you asked me, I said, well, they're probably going to keep him um, to work with Trevor Lawrence to get better. But Mike Vrabel did not. This this is inexcusable right here from Urban Meyer. The arrogance. That was so arrogant. You don't even look at a, a head coach, a grown man in his eye, a guy that you're supposed to respect. Man, Urban, Urban Meyer is trash. I would get rid of him. I would get rid of him. I will get rid of him because you know what? I don't want a guy like that representing my organization. If I'm a billionaire and I own a team, you think I want that to be my my head coach? You think I want that to represent the organization that that I own? Absolutely not. Pay him his money, whatever it is, and get him out of there. The players don't respect him, and he understands. He can't bring that arrogance. You're dealing with guys that are multimillionaires. You can't come up in there and just think that – that, that you're going to be respected. You got to earn that respect. These guys are multimillionaires just like you, coach. They don't have to be college kids kissing your ass. They don't have to kiss your butt. These guys are mm-hmm. pros, so you have to treat them such. You can't do the same things that you did in college. You have to come here and earn your stripes, and Urban Meyer has not done that. And welcome to the NFL.
3: Damn. How you really feel, Rodney? All, all, all I got to say is. Woo! <laughs> He's on fire! He's on fire, Rodney
4: Harrison. I couldn't agree with you. Don't hold back, Rodney. I couldn't agree. Don't don't hold back. I mean, don't you
3: know? Don't sugarcoat it, Rodney. Hey, hey, (laughs)
4: hey, the the safety blitz. The safety blitz is only supposed to be every once in a while. That was like a full on, like every
1: play, every comment. Cover zero. I love it. it. We're bringing it, Rodney Harrison, our brother. What's up, man? You know what it is, guys? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rodney. It was was just, just, we got a little delay, so we got to, you know. But let me just say this. I was just very disappointed because, you know, I see coaches every single week and handle that same situation with a level of class. And if you're a head coach, man, you got all these players, especially in the midst of so much adversity, you got all these players looking at you. They need leadership. They need guidance. But when they see their coach over there pouting and doing things like that, how can you respect something like that? You're already losing. I played on a 1-15 team. I know what it takes. I know what it takes to get out of that. We won one game. We lost a bunch of games, but we had a bunch of guys in there totally sold out coming every single day. And we had a coach that was engaged. And that's what you got to have. You got to have a coach that's engaged and he just doesn't seem like he's engaged.
4: All right. I've said, I agree with you, obviously, uh, Rodney on this. And I've, I've said this all along about Urban Meyer, but let's go back. What should he have done or what could he have done in the very beginning stages of taking this job to win the room or to earn the respect of the I'm not talking about the young players. I'm not talking about the rookies coming from college to the pros, but those veterans on that roster. What should his his approach have been to kind of earn their respect and their attention?
1: Mike, that's a that's a tough question because I'm not in the locker room, but when you come in there when you come in a locker room you can't automatically assume that just because you've done some great things in the past on a college level that you're going to automatically be respected. A lot of those guys, they want to challenge you. Okay, well, let me see what you do on a professional level. And the way you talk to veterans, your the way you carry yourself, your consistency and your attitude and your behavior, all those different things. And players want to know that they can trust their coach. If they feel like you're talking behind their back or you can't trust them, they're not going to play for you they're not going to play hard, they're not going to play tough. They're going to protect themselves if they're injured, if their hamstring is hurt, they're going to say, "You know what? I'm not I'm not going out there playing for this clown. I'm going to chill and collect my 3 or 400,000 I'm getting this week." That's what players do. They quit on you. And and to me, you look at the record, it seems like there's players quit on Urban Meyer.
3: I like to go to the opposite extreme if we may. Uh and and talk about your former head coach Bill Belichick and I'll ask something of a two-part question Rodney and say uh this coaching job that he's done this year. What's special or unique about it? You know, he's always been a great coach as you well know What's special or unique about the job he's done this year in particular and if you had to rank him, where does this rank in terms of his best coaching jobs over the years in New England?
1: What was the first question? Ask me one question <laughs> first. What is the first question? <laughs> I played in the league 20 I, years. You, you know, I got some damn CTE and you're going to ask me two
3: or three questions. No, at once. Come on, Mike, you better funny. than that. Here's what's funny. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you why that's hilarious. And I know why Michael's laughing. Let me tell you why that's hilarious. And I, che- I, can, I can cheat these rules because I can, because it's, it's our show. The, a rule of interviewing is you're not supposed to ask double barrel questions. Because typically when you ask two questions, the person's going to answer the second question. They go so that's why ask, ask one at a time. Right. So I know better. So thank you for this real live in real time film session back to and school. calling me out back on my school. mistake, Rodney Harrison. I love it. So, having said right, that, so, so your does. question is what? Here's a, Okay, how about this one? Let's go back. to Let's go back to the press conference, Rodney. Talk about the job Bill Belichick has done this year. <laughs> Well, well, about well, Mike, downward. let me just say this:
1: <laughs> you asked me, you asked me, what was special about the job that he did this year, and I think what's special about it is that he's he's got a rookie quarterback, and he's having a lot of success with a rookie quarterback. They have the number one seed right now, and you know the way they started, it, it wasn't very good. They lost to the Dolphins, and they lost some home games, but they just kept plugging away. The leadership, Matthew Judon, and a lot of those free agents—they've stepped up with a rookie quarterback. And now you see Coach Belichick, his imprint on, on that team, them co- him his coaching, the discipline. Those guys are buying into the system. And you know what? They're having success right now. But that's the main difference, Mike, the fact that he has a rookie quarterback, a quarterback that, you know, I didn't think that he was going to have this level of success. But, man, Coach Belichick, and that's the difference. It's, it's coaching. It's coaching. You know, it's buying into the coaching. It's guys believing, those new free agents, understanding the Patriot way and understanding, hey, if we do things right consistently, we're going to win a lot of football games. And that's what's going on right now.
4: Which team, which of these teams in the AFC is very close. You look at it. uh, The Patriots have four losses. The Chiefs have four losses. uh, Tennessee is right there. Uh, Which of these teams in the AFC do you look at uh, you know, uh, res- irrespective of the the pullover you got on right now with the Patriots logo on it, which team do you like the best in the AFC?
1: Well, if I, I mean, I would have to go with the veteran quarterback, and I would go with the Chiefs right now. I would say the Chiefs are kind of number one. The Patriots might be a little bit under them, but the top two, three, the top three th- teams would add the Tennessee Titans in there. I, I love their defense. They're they're a very physical team. If they get healthy on the outside. I heard there's a a chance that Derrick Henry could possibly return. If they get Derrick Henry back, they get healthy on the outside, get A.J. Brown back into the lineup. This is a very dangerous team. I've watched them play all year. They're physical. They went out west, kicked the Rams' butt up and down the field, a team that everybody's saying, oh, now this team can go to the Super Bowl. Tennessee physically manhandled the Rams. So when I'm looking at the AFC, I think it's a a three-team race, Kansas City, the New England Patriots, and the Tennessee Titans.
3: All right, Rod, we're going to let you get out of here on this, man. Uh, it's an important day in your life for a number of reasons. One, happy birthday, and we appreciate you spending time Thank with you. us on your birthday. And as a birthday present, it's official. You're representing already. Your son, Christian, uh, has committed to the University of Tennessee. Dude, as a father, I mean, yeah, and we got we got we, both of us have three kids. They're younger. Can you put in the words? What this moment, what this day means to you to watch your son take this next step in his journey.
1: Man, let me tell you something, Mike. It is very, very special because he told me this is what he wanted. He wanted to go to the SEC and play football at the highest level on college. And I told him, you gotta put the work in. About two years ago, he started working and he went from a little skinny kid. And he's got, and now he's 6'1, 185 pounds. He runs 4'4, and he's just a football player now. Ooh. So I'm just extremely proud that he put in the work. It wasn't me pushing him, hounding him, man, get in there, get in the weight room. He put in the work, and now he understands that, hey, if I put in the work and I do all the little things, and if I do things right, stay humble, keep God first, and do all the little things that I'm teaching him, and props to my wife. My, prop, my wife is unbelievable. We would not. I wouldn't attain the level of success that I've had without her. So props to my my, my wife, Erica Harrison. She's um tremendous, guys.
4: Man, listen, look, got Mike, a great I, example. Mike, Mike,
3: kids got a great. He example. came
4: in. He came in preaching. He left preaching. <laughs> I mean, like
3: you, you closed <laughs> it. You closed. I, I mean, that's what I'm wait, talking about. Wait, 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 wait. Pre- preaching, teaching, and preaching. with with the teacher in the middle Rodney you know more about this interviewing thing than I do who knew great job (laughs) we appreciate it hey man all respect (laughs) anytime guys I appreciate y'all thank you love you man happy birthday we appreciate
1: you love y'all too man appreciate y'all thank you
5: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
3: Michael, I'm sure these numbers are are dated at this point. Um, And if they're not, they will be soon. The NFL, uh, as of Wednesday morning, was up to 75 player positive tests over the past two days. Seven teams are in intensive protocols. I think I saw there's 100 guys on the COVID list. Meanwhile, the NBA has 34 uh, players in health and safety protocols. Every time you look, there's another big name added to the COVID-19 list. Uh, the football team has a dozen guys. I think the Browns had 14 guys, including Baker Mayfield. Although Saturday's game, as of now, is still on against the Raiders. We talked yesterday, Michael, about how COVID-19 is going to be the deciding factor in the outcome of this NFL season. Um, but I want to go back to something. And in, in, in the NFLPA today rightfully so is telling the NFL that they told it so that the NFL Players Association told the NFL so and I'm going to piggyback off that and say I told you so not not you per se Michael Holly, but our audience no matter and I understand that people don't care. This will probably be the equivalent of a tree falling in the forest. You know, people may see this video and skip it. If they do, maybe it won't resonate but I'll say it anyway. Um, Remember we talked about Aaron Rodgers and all the hue and cry and gnashing of teeth about Aaron Rodgers being um, dishonest about his immunized versus vaccinated status. Right. And I came back after that and I said to you, and you encouraged me to, 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 you you gave me the floor. You're like, no, break this down. That for all intents and purposes, If your goal is to prevent transmission of COVID-19 and these in this new variant, uh, the Omicron variant, you're better off unvaccinated in the NFL than you are vaccinated. Because unvaccinated players are tested daily. Vaccinated players are tested weekly. So what we're seeing with these outbreaks is the result of not just players gathering for Thanksgiving or before that Halloween. We're talking about NFL players who can contract a a variant of the virus that is much more transmissible, but less severe. Therefore, they can be asymptomatic and carry it for six days before they're tested. If they're vaccinated. So carrying on as an unvaccinated player comes with it benefits that were designed to incentivize players to get vaccinated, but have backfired in the form of weekly tested for, testing for vaccinated players and therefore guys can have it carry it spread it not know it and now you have an outbreak. So here's where we are Michael. Based on everything I know about this situation. We're at the point where instead of the NFL saying you're right, everybody should be tested daily instead of unvaccinated daily and vaccinated weekly. The NFL is like, how about we just get rid of testing altogether? They didn't go to daily testing because they didn't want to spend the 400 million dollars they spent last year. Now the NFL and the teams are like, hey, we're in a playoff push here. We missing players. We trying to win games and get to the playoffs. And worse Michael as I understand it. The players themselves are like wait a second. You told us to get vaccinated. We got vaccinated. In some cases we got boosted. Now I got to miss a game because I tested positive. The players don't want it. The players don't want testing at this point. It's you talked about this yesterday Michael societally but specifically in the NFL. There is COVID fatigue. In this case, there's yep. protocol fatigue. There's testing fatigue. Where we are now, instead of trying to mitigate the spread by increased testing, the league is on the verge of throwing out the mitigations altogether and saying, let's just forget the testing and take our chances. And the players are on board with this. So, uh, the last thing I'll say before I pass it to you is, the next time you know, how, you know how they say when somebody says it's not about the money it's really about the money. The next time You're somebody right. says that player safety is paramount. Of course not. Remember, remember that they're lying. That's never what's most well, important.
4: And I understand why the NFL PA would say I told you so. But I, I think we I think it's beyond I told you so. I, I think we're really beyond that and, and everything you said everything you laid out there is 100% 100 correct, it's factually correct, it makes sense, Uh, I get it. But I think it's really bigger than the NFL right now. This is happening. This is happening in the NFL. It's happening throughout uh, society. Uh, Let's just focus on uh, North America or focus on the United States. It's happening to people who have taken extreme measures to protect themselves. It's happening to people who have gotten testing? Who have gotten boosted? Who are social distancing? Who believe in science? Who believe in masks? It's happening to people. So we're we're getting another we're getting another surge, and uh, I, I just think we're in a different place as a society, Mike. Because before it was it was easy. It was easy to explain. Oh, you got it. Oh, you didn't get. You're not vaccinated. Oh. Um, you don't believe in masks. Oh, you were at a, a super spreader event. Of course. No, uh, it, it's, not, it's not that simple now. So you're yeah. right. NFL could have done some things differently. But even if the, uh, this is what I'm not comfortable saying, I'm not comfortable saying if the NFL, like, like, like uh, uh, Jake Tretter is saying, hey, if they had done mm-hmm. this, we wouldn't have the situation. I don't know that. I don't know that. I can't say that maybe it would have been easier. But I know that there are people getting COVID and they're like, how'd that happen? There are people testing positive for COVID and they don't even know why Well,
3: Michael. No, no, it, it's not. They were never going to prevent people from contracting COVID. They will prevent the spread of COVID. You wouldn't have a okay, hundred guys but, on a COVID list. You wouldn't have seven teams this. and intensive I protocols. Know if there was daily testing, because you get the guy okay. who's got it before he can spread it over the course of seven days maybe. or six days. Maybe. No, there's maybe. no, maybe about it. No, there's okay. no maybe about no, it. It's no, been okay. proved, no, Leonard, respectfully, respectfully, it's been proved to work. Not, don't say Once that. That's not respectful. People say respectfully, don't mean no. I, no, you I mean it. Mean it. Mean it. Yeah, mean yeah it. but but I'm because talking I'm to you though. No, no, but I'm talking to you. You know, you know, I mean that sincerely. when I'm talking to you. It's not it's not no disrespect, but here's a disrespect. I'm telling you what I know. And if they can isolate the person who has it daily, it prevents them from spreading it to who knows who over the course of a week, not to mention the guys who are running around here fake vaccinated. Okay,
4: right. Only if, that's only true. This is why I say I don't know about that. What you just said is true. If the NFL were summer camp, this summer camp, we got everybody and all they do all the time is football. It it, it,
3: bubbles, but they're not in
4: a bubble. They're not in bubbles. So I know what happens at the facility. I know who you're around. I know who's vaccinated, who's unvaccinated. But I told you that story. And there are many stories like this. I I told you that story, uh, how I went to an event, a a, a gala in Boston. And everybody's wearing masks. But you don't know. And people came up and you had to show your vaccination status on your phone. (laughs) Right, on a card.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: Bro, stop! Stop! We don't know. You don't know who's around you. And at times, and at times, what's even more dangerous, it depends on what kind of family you're in. Let's say Thanksgiving. So you're you, you're having people over for Thanksgiving. Hey, hey, this is mm-hmm. my family. It's all safe. Do you go around? And especially if it's a, your family member brings somebody. Let's say a daughter home from college brings her boyfriend. Boyfriend brings. Yeah, girl, you whatever. you ain't kicking
3: is. them out. Yeah, hey, you,
4: you, Right. but maybe you're not even asking. Are you vaccinated? Yeah, when Yeah. what you get when it you got your card. <laughs> and, and so I understand what happens in NFL facilities, but life doesn't happen in NFL facilities but, life, which happens is why but Michael, that.
3: that's why you test. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't understand a disconnect here. If you test every day, you can find out if they actually have it. If you do want to know what, what I'm telling you is the players and the league at this point—they don't even want to know because it's costing them right. players and may cost them games. If you don't, you're right, and not to mention the fact that vaccinated players can do more away from the facility than vaccinated players can, at least according to the protocols. But when you come the in every unvaccinated day, you mean, unvaccinated all right, vaccinated players, unvaccinated. unvaccinated vaccinated I'm sorry, I always, I always messed that up. Yeah. I always messed yeah, that yeah. up. Thank you for catching that. Allah, right, Aaron Rodgers you can't come into the building until you get cleared. And if you're not cleared, you're isolated before you can spread it. So all the things you're talking about are true. Now they get to go and spread it around for another six days before they are it again. If they have vaccination vaccinated right. status. So the only way if you want to stop the spread is to test daily. My point is and my 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 knowledge is that they don't want to stop the spread at this point. They just want to play football both players and teams. And so the protocol now is going to be either no testing or we're only testing symptomatic uh, vaccinated players or, you know, instead of testing people every uh, once a week, like they're doing right right now. Point being is everybody's exhausted. People are tired of talking about it. As you pointed out, that's it. People are tired of hearing about it. it. And the players in the NFL and the NFL teams are no different. This is going in the opposite direction from where it should be going. If if mitigating not prevention, mitigating the spread is the is the uh, is the objective. This is this is to use NFL language and this is for the league and it's for the rest of
4: us. We're going to have to make in-game adjustments to how we do business to, to go forward and, and and it's not just NFL players. See, I don't want to pick on them. Hey, I don't want to be. I'm so tired. We're all tired of it. We're all tired yeah. of it. I, I'm so sick. If I see somebody uh, a, a meeting. we had a meeting today and I was saying, I better not see a zoom link. Oh, I'm so tired of <laughs> zoom. I'm so tired of Microsoft teams. I'm so tired of covid language. I'm tired of it all. Yeah. But it's necessary. And I think everybody's tired of it. And you just want yeah. to get past and you want to turn a corner. But what we all have to do is is we're going to have to adjust and, and tweak and maybe not even tweak. But fundamentally alter some of our behaviors and some of our understanding of what it takes. And who knows? Maybe we go back to another shutdown. It may be like a shutdown or or something similar to a shutdown before we get better. We may have to take a Good step back that. before we go forward. I know, and nobody wants to hear it, right? Nobody
1: hey, wants to hear With that. the
3: time we got left, I'm gonna, I'm gonna introduce two names. You heard me uh, stumble and mention him earlier. Two names uh, with the time we got left, and then we maybe have to take one more break, or maybe not. Um, because of the exhaustion. Do you really think, uh, you know, we see if we can get through this quickly. Do you really think that Bruce Arians is deciding whether or not to cut Antonio Brown? You really think he's actually, yes, I, I, they're not I cutting do. Antonio Brown. You do. You believe you believe him. I believe that I do. Why? Yep.
4: Because this is why because he didn't want him in the first place and it's simple. He didn't want him. One of his best friends is Jason Light. They have a great working relationship. So he didn't want him. Jason Light probably didn't want him either. And they were talked into it by Tom Brady. And I'm guessing that one of the conditions of signing Antonio Brown was, hey, all right, look, you want him? I have, we know he's a good player. That's not even the question. Is he gonna be on board? Because if he's on board, great. But if something goes down, all bets are off, Tom. And something went down. So I think they're they are seriously. considered. Yeah. I do. I believe that. Yeah,
3: I, I, I mean, got to call BS on on that. And I, and I understand ahead. when you come as logical, which that's logical what you said. I'm calling BS on Arians, and I like him and he's a stand-up Why? guy, but well because for all the reasons I kind of mentioned a minute ago, which is look, he did something that is a federal offense, but nonetheless, the NFL punked out and suspended him for three games. So the NFL already said how seriously it takes him faking his vaccination status, right? Meanwhile, every team right now is at the mercy of this surge and this variant. So you brought him in for Tom Brady. You mean to tell me you're now going to say to Tom, hey, we're getting rid of him because he tried to skirt something that's getting on everybody's nerves. We're going to get rid of him right as you're going for another Super Bowl. We're going to get rid of a critical player when there's no telling who may or may not be available come playoff time, bruh. He's too valuable to their pursuit of another championship He's too valuable to their de facto assistant GM in Tom Brady. And the fact that he no. said it could go either way tells me that, that something is preventing them from doing what they think is the right thing yeah. despite him putting yeah, their health in danger. <laughs> What's exactly. It's
4: 12. Yeah, thank okay, you. But,
3: yes. But, it could go but, either way. Well, that tells me it's not going the way of him going somewhere else and joining another team because another team won't sign him. You think so? I know so. another team He's still really... Yes, because okay. the, the bro, they don't as much as we're appalled by this fake vaccination status. We just talked about it. They don't care. Players don't care. The teams are tired of it. The I'm league sure. already handled it with three games. I'm not somebody sure will pick him up. Um,
4: players would say I don't care that I've been chilling with a dude. I thought I like I would care. If, I am sitting Michael, next to you. If I'm, if, I'm, if, I I told, if I'm sitting next to you. I'm saying, if I'm mm-hmm. sitting next to you and you tell me mm-hmm. that you're vaccinated. Now, if you told me like, look, man, you know what I did? I faked my vaccination status. I ain't vaccinated. I ain't getting I ain't getting stuck. Okay. At least I know, but don't First ask. Of like, all, well,
3: that's you. But just, see, Michael, that's you. That's you. And just that's me.
4: Because I'm First of dressed all... this
3: way. Like you're dressing <laughs> this way. <laughs> <You>
4: know, like, <laughs> I expect oh.
3: you to be vaccinated. <laughs> no, yeah. we talked about this before. We know that this rabbit hole goes much deeper than just Antonio Brown and Mike Edwards and yeah. the other guy that got suspended. Okay, there's plenty of people yeah. running around here in the NFL with fake vaccination status. The NFL just don't want to know it. That's number one. Number two, I was told by somebody very smart that roughly five to per, five to 10% of players actually care about this. These protocols. They're all done with them. So if some if Antonio Brown is free, best believe somebody would get him. I want to okay. pivot to this guy real quick. Let's go. What do you think? What do you think Kyrie Irving was doing on IG? Hey,
4: hey, I, I'm by I'm not sucker. I don't I think he was it. trying
3: to sell shoes. I don't think he no, was trying to sell no, he's shoes.
4: Got, he's good. He's good. <laughs> he's, he's good on shoes. that for
3: right. He's got, that, he said plenty of
4: shoes. Yeah, Mike it's coming. He's coming back. He's coming back. as it, simple as that. Like, I'm putting it all together, the renewed optimism. Here it is, Kyrie, putting on his shoes, lacing them up. We're ready to go to to a gym, to an arena near you, near Brooklyn, in Brooklyn. Yeah, he's playing. And, you know, maybe, we're talking about COVID, maybe he's gone the other way. Do we know his vaccination status? Maybe he got the vaccine.
3: Maybe Kyrie, would he tell you? It was, that would, would shock you. What would shock you more? Okay, what would shock you more? Would it shock you more that he got the vaccine or that the Nets no. softened their stance about him being a part-time player? The former uh, would the shock Nets me softened,
4: more. The Nets softening their stance would shock me. That would shock me more.
3: Right? I'd be shocked why, why if Kyrie now? softened his stance.
4: But but I'm saying, but if, if the Nets soften their stance, why are you softening your stance? As you pointed out, you've got the MVP of the league. I agree with you. Kevin Durant's playing great. He's playing out of his mind. Um, the the Nets have shown toughness in a lot of ways. They adapted without Kyrie, so they have the two guys instead of three. I'm
3: sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, sorry.
4: Same guy. Oh, it's still me. It's still me. Yes. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Hold yes. On, on. This thing on yeah. This thing. This thing off. Okay. This thing yeah. off. It's on. Yeah. Um, so they adapted from three stars to two, and then when Harden is either out or not playing like himself, KD has gone to another level. Mm. Uh, they win a game last how, night. How, how about
3: that? How about that? Patty, Patty, Patty Mills signing that. With that, your boy you Patty laughed at Mills, Yeah, you Patty laughed at Jokes. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, three is about seven. Mills. Oh, oh about it seven. is. It's, a, it's no, about. It's, it's a about million. seven. It's about number It's about. You need to soften. You your stance. You need to soften your KD. stance on the net. That's what you need Stop. to do. Okay, that's fine. Patty Mills. I just. I hear you need to soften your stance because that'd be your worst nightmare if Kyrie Irving came back.
4: No, no, I want him to go back. Much. I want to see. I know that much. I told you this before. I told you. Yeah, you I want, you want, want the Nets back. at
3: their best so you can beat him at their best. I know. I know. Do. Why. I know. Yes, why. I know why. yes. You know why.
4: but he's coming back. Kyrie's coming back and I'm going to say what's today. Today is uh, we got uh, 10 days the till 15th, Christmas, December
3: 15.
4: Uh, maybe, maybe we have Kyrie on Christmas Day. That'd be a great present. He may have got, that'd be a great present. He may have been back for all of us. He may have been vaccinated weeks ago. It ain't breaking news. They didn't he didn't report it. Kyrie. Hey, is that it is, is going back to the Nets, and you'll see him before 2022.
3: Hey, I promise you uh, If we're here tomorrow. God willing in the Creek don't rise. We're going to talk about this. Uh, sorry excuse for a team owner. Daniel Snyder tomorrow. We ain't get to it today. Oh but Yes, we are. That's another thing that that the we don't care feed. about. Right. All right. Keep that in the feed.